0: say I wasn't. It's okay, Bo. I Go ahead, know. Rob.
1: You said some of us.
0: I didn't know if Paul was.
1: Paul,
2: are you glad I am they joined us? I am super excited you guys all took the time out to mm. join us.
0: Super is pretty strong word. Super. That's not what he we was saying before we recorded.
2: All 32 of you. 32?
0: <laughs> That's awesome. We're,
1: we're getting there. We, we are setting some records So us now. and our
0: wives are listening on all of our devices. <laughs> and my kids.
1: <laughs> we're setting records now on number of listeners... We're never going to get
0: a sponsor at this rate. You shouldn't quit your job.
1: (laughs) You're right. So my name's Rob White, and uh, I... uh,
0: We don't know what you do.
1: I I really don't know what I do. But uh, with us, we have the illustrious uh, Bo Gherkin Mm. Mm -hmm. and the hairless Paul Lohr. It always goes to the hair. That's the easy part. (laughs) I don't know what else to go for. (laughs) I think you look
0: really good, Paul.
1: I didn't say you didn't look good. Some he didn't. Pe- some he people didn't look no. good hairless.
0: Obviously, Carrie likes it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Although I've noticed when he gets it really short on top, it grows out down below on his chin. Okay. Cool. The hair gets shorter on the top. Yeah.
0: I think he just grows that out so he has something to comb. Because mm-hmm. huh? he can't reach his back. <laughs> so let's go to the first topic. <laughs>
1: Uh, so our first topic today uh, we're, we're, we're I, I hate to say this but we might get serious today
0: yeah, we are it, it's a lot more serious than the last one
1: <laughs> that's not hard to do <laughs> um, the the question are, are, are we living our lives closer to Christians or a Pharisee in our daily walk
2: so can you explain Paul what a Pharisee is a uh, Pharisee a uh, member of an ancient Jewish sect, distinguished by strict ob- observance of the traditional and written law, and commonly held to have pretensions to superior sanctity. A, the, there's a lot of big words there. Yeah, there that, was, that was a Google word. <laughs> you, you asked him to
1: explain it, and he read a definition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's,
0: I mean, the words had more than five or six syllables, syllables and it was scary. I graduated from Paola
1: there there was an a, a addendum to that and it said a self righteous person
0: yeah so basically there was there were a bunch of guys going from town to town trying to keep the old law of the covenant um and they and they we were failing to to keep up that old law right and when jesus came to say that hey i'm i'm coming so you don't have to live by the law anymore because i saw that you couldn't handle it the Pharisees didn't want change because it took away their power. Right? Mm -hmm. So that would be a Pharisee is someone that doesn't accept change very well. Oh, yeah. More traditional. (laughs) Traditionalist. Traditionalist. So I I will say this. um, I'm the one that came up with this topic and was thinking about it. I actually just got done speaking in um, the jail here in town for a Bible study Yesterday, and I, I actually spoke on this topic. I was in um, Luke chapter six, um, where Jesus and the Pharisees, where Jesus and his followers are coming. They're tired. They're hungry. They've been traveling, and they go up into and they start harvesting on the Sabbath, which is one of the rules that you're breaking. You can't you can't work on the Sabbath, and harvesting would be considered work. So um, the Pharisees were basically blaming, or they were accusing Jesus of breaking the laws, the religious laws, and saying that, you know, he should be punished, his followers should be punished, and so Jesus basically looked at him and said, um, you know, is the Sabbath not good for doing good, or is it is it made for doing evil? And the Pharisees basically like, it's not made for anything unless we say it is, and it's, we're saying you're breaking the law, and Jesus ended up healing a man right in front of their face on the day of rest, in which you're not supposed to perform um, any of those things, you're not supposed. To, I guess you're not supposed to do good on the Sabbath, is what they were saying. Um, and so I that's.
1: Thought, I thought doctors didn't work on Wednesdays. Is it I don't think that's the
0: Sabbath. No, okay. and Sunday's not Sabbath either. It'd be Saturday. Okay. But anywho, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, that's that's where I got this topic, and I think where I took it in the jail. Um, to to if if we're gonna kind of go off of what it was is that as Christians, we're not good at accepting change. Um, Even as non-believers, we're not good at accepting change. And we got to genuinely change in our lives, and that's what the Pharisees were struggling to do. When Jesus enters your life, what is supposed to happen to you? Change. Change. It's supposed to change everything about you, the way you talk, the way you handle business, um, the way you interact with your family, the way you treat your spouse. Everything about you should change. But
1: what if if you're already a good person?
0: The Pharisees, all their intentions were good. They were were known as being good people. They were trying to uphold the law.
1: Right. So Mm -hmm. why would they feel an urge to change?
0: Because Jesus showed up.
1: And so, I mean, what about the rest of us living good lives?
0: Isn't it okay to be good? It is okay to be good. There's nothing wrong with being good, but that's so. So then, when Jesus comes in your life, you're supposed to change and be gooder. Be gooder. No, (laughs) no. Like like. uh, So good people. um, The Bible never says, "Hey, a good person um, gets to spend eternity in heaven." It never says like being a good person gets you there, but it does say those that profess Jesus to be. The Son of God, and that He died on the cross for you, and you ask for forgiveness of your sins, and you profess that, and you um, say that, um, and live it out. Th- live it out, then, yeah, then He changes everything about it. Like even even how you're being good, He changes how you're being good, because it gives you purpose. I guess if that's what you're looking for, it gives you a purpose that you didn't have before. Do you understand what I'm saying? Paul, do you understand what I'm saying? Because Rob's looking at me like a big dummy.
2: No, man. I'm- yeah, I, I do. But, <laughs> but at that time, <clears throat> was the did the Pharisee actually believe that the person that was saying, I'm Jesus, that that was the Messiah? No, that
0: was the problem. They, they couldn't accept change over the law. And, and, you know, if you think about it, we look at the Pharisees when we read the Bible, a lot of Christians look at the Pharisees like, man, what idiots. Like, why would they do that? Why would they treat Jesus that way? And in all reality, even to this day, we're not much different. We do the same if thing you now. go to a lot of churches, if you don't dress right, which is a rule, you know then and they're they're basically like, "What are you doing you can't you can't wear that and preach you can't you can't wear that and and you know you can't love people like that and every church sign says, "You know, come as you are, mm-hmm. do they mean that?" and so like that's that's where. We're not very far from being a Pharisee in a lot of our lives, and I'll put myself in that category. Do I forgive like I should? Um, do I love people like I should? And when I don't, that's being a Pharisee. When I don't take the time that I should to do what God's asking me to do and because I want to be
2: selfish with my time. So, so right, what you just said leads perfectly into the next topic. What's the next topic? What if everyone in the church, the church now, gave like you, served like you, invited like you, loved like you, What would the church be like? Hmm. It's pretty convicting.
1: Man, that'd be an awesome church, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> be a very healthy church. <laughs>
1: Uh, It doesn't say ate like you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say anything about that. I said healthy. I think you're a fine male specimen. (laughs) Let me read that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to love Rob right
2: now. So what if everyone in the church, the church you attend, Mm -hmm. gave like you, served like you, invited like you, loved like you, what would that church be like? Well, very convicting.
0: I think it's just a good question to ask ourselves. But we just did. Oh. <laughs> Are we supposed to answer it?
1: No, no. I think this is where people um, send in messages. Do we, do we come to church for our own selfish purposes? Do we come to church to get something, or do we come to church to worship? Do mm-hmm. we come to church to reach other people? Do we come so you to could, church? To, you could
0: add, to, what if everyone worshiped like you?
1: Ooh, that, that what, wouldn't sound very good. What would that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, the, a, it'd be a quiet
0: is, church. No, but like you have to think about, we all have our opinions about what church should look like, what church should be. And so you, a good question to ask yourself is, well, okay, what if everybody gave like you? What, how long would the church exist if everyone gave like you? What if everyone served like you? How many people would be getting served on a Sunday morning? What if everybody invited like you? How many new people would be at church? And then how, how, what if everybody loved like you? Would people feel loved? Would they be the church that you imagine it to be if it was just up to you and your personality? How inviting would the church be? Like how, how personable? Like one of the things, um, you know, you get the first feedback from people that try out your church. Yeah. is like if they're friendly or not. That's one of the first things that always comes up. And I'm like, okay, so if everyone loved people like you, would the church be friendly or not? Would it be considered friendly? Because most of the people that complain about it being friendly or not are not the ones that are willing to stand at the front door and greet everybody either.
2: They find their, their little spot. Because
0: they're worried about how they were treated, not how they would treat others. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? like, uh, And that's this is a, a good question. Um, so the I actually wrote this topic down to you. Do you want to know who wrote this down for me in my first Bible that was given to me? My great-grandpa, who died when he was 108, wrote this in the first... 108? Co- he died when he was 108, wrote this exact thing in my Bible, my first Bible that he gave me.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so that's how this came to be.
1: That's a great way to live.
0: hmm I actually have a picture... Of him getting baptized when he was younger in a pond in southern Missouri, and so I keep it in my office at the church, and I constantly think about—I I, I constantly think about—if he wouldn't have done that, where would I be today? You know, like because like it is generational that people influence you in your life and your family influence your life, and so because he gave like he did, because he served like he did, because he invited like he did, because he loved people like he did. I think the reason that's the reason that I'm at Living Proof today. Cool.
1: That that is cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I just I, that is that was kind of my thought on this topic is, you know, we wanted to have a more serious podcast. Um, You know, we were going to have a more serious podcast day with some more some deeper thoughts, and I think this is something that everybody could write down somewhere or look at sometime and just say, what if what if the church depended on me? What if God was um, depending on me And you know what The truth of the matter is Is that God is depending on us To be the church Like the There is no um, Reserve coming His plan Number one Is the church And his plan for the future Is the church Um his plan until he comes back Is the church So we better step up And be the church mm-hmm. Cool I like it I like it I liked it too well, so you're
1: saying that. we should work like it depends on us and pray like it depends on God. Cuz it does.
0: Right, but I don't want to get to where works is what we're thinking.
1: Well, when when I say work, I mean you're giving, you're serving, you're inviting, right, you're loving. Yeah.
0: We do that. Things. We do that because we love God. You're not putting yourself forward, you're yeah. you're serving, you're trying to be a servant. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and that goes back to it's the same question ties into are you if we being a Pharisee, or are we being Christ follower, because if you're being a Christ follower, you're doing all these things, if you truly are giving him a hundred percent.
1: And if I'm a Pharisee, I'm telling you you shouldn't be picking wheat. On if your you're set. a Pharisee,
0: you're probably giving him eighty percent and keeping the twenty, and the twenty <laughs> is what you're gonna fall on your face <laughs> because of that twenty. You know, because that that's what's. Going to end up getting you in trouble is because God's going to go after the parts that you're not giving Him. So, it's just it's a it's a fun thing to think about. It's a deep thing to think about. It's challenging. It should be convicting to us if we're following Christ. And you know, it. I'm, I guess I've had one of those weeks this week before we recorded that um, it's just been kind of a reflection week. I've had a some. I had a moment in jail where I watched a lady get saved um, that really uh, it's been almost bothering me all night. Like it hasn't bothered me. It's been a good like thought process of like thinking that sometimes I had to say the right thing or be the spiritual leader. And I think she got saved before I even talked to her. (laughs) Uh, I think that God just, you know, does what he wants to do without us really responding. And we just get to choose whether we want to be a part of it or not. It's almost like we got to look at church. Like it's a gift that we get to come and worship God All the time. And sometimes we don't view it as a gift. Sometimes we take it for granted. I hope I'm saying that
1: right. I I hope you are too, because that sounds like a contradiction to what you just said. That You know, what if the church depended on you? Mm -hmm. And now you're saying it really depends on God.
0: It always depends on God.
1: Oh, okay. So does it depend on you, or does it depend on God?
0: well it, it depends on us believing in God, So we should give like it depends on God,
1: yeah love like it depends on God, yeah, serve like it depends on God, yeah, invite people to church like it depends on God, right well
0: I was just handed this scripture um faith with faith without works is dead, James two fourteen. What does it profit, my brother? And if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a, this is James, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of them, one of you says to them, "Depart in peace, be warmed and filled," but you do not give them the things which are need for the body, what does, it, does, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself is is if it does not have works is dead. So if you love if you love God, you're going to do the things that God is telling us to do. Because you have faith in who Jesus is. And you, will, you want to be as close to him as possible. And to get close to him, you do the things that he tells you to do. Does that make sense? It does. So yeah, it, it depends on God, but it also depends on us responding to God. Like choosing him every day.
2: So on Facebook, I was scrolling through Facebook uh, a day or two ago. I come across, um, she probably listens to this. Um, so I, I copied and pasted what she said thought of the day. We've become such a me society everywhere you look it Everywhere you look. It's do what makes you happy put yourself first take care of you It's time to only worry about yourself and on and on it goes Perhaps if we got back to caring for our neighbors putting others before ourselves loving on those a little more we could shift this downward spiral. We seem to be taking yes. Yes I know what you're gonna say there are always those that take advantage of it. But here's the secret. If you do it with a loving heart and expect nothing in return, you lose nothing. And what you gain is far greater than anything. Okay, can someone come please take me down from my soapbox now? That's what she posted. Um, <clears throat> so my question was kind of tied in with this. was So Carrie and I have always tried to teach our kids to be servants. But I realized that sometimes you can't teach someone, you have to show them. Jesus' whole ministry was one of servanthood. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, why is it so far hard for us to follow suit? Why is it? Why is it always about me? At what point in our lives do we say, "I need to get mine"? I'm owed this. I'm going to look out for me and mine. So,
0: what this, happened? We're we're almost going down like Francis Chan Road. Uh, like that's what it feels like. That's what we're kind of aiming towards. And like sometimes when I read his stuff, he like hits the church on top of the head like all the time. Um, And and it can feel like if you take it the wrong way, and this is not how Francis Chan is meaning it, um, it can feel like you're being really hard on yourself. Like, oh my gosh, we're never supposed to look out for ourselves. We're not supposed to take care of ourselves. And that's not how Jesus intended it. Like he absolutely loves you. Um, He's crazy about you. And he wants you to take care of yourself. But he also wants you to show that love to the others around you. And I think, that's, I, I think there's a fine line of taking care of yourself, but also serving others. Um, I love the, what Paul just read about, uh, you know, it's not about the me society. It's not about us. And no, it's not about us, but it also because Christ says it is, it is about us in some instances. You know, he, he cares about you just as much as he cares about someone else. But if that someone else doesn't know that God cares about him, it's your job to tell that person that God cares about him because you know the truth and that God does care about you, so it 's a fine line is what i 'm saying. it goes back to faith and action, yeah, it does, and so i i just don't i, I don 't want to get on a soapbox of like <laughs> we're, we feel like we 're bashing churches um, or that we 're bashing Christians all the time of what they 're doing and what they 're i mean I, th- I feel like people are trying to do that sometimes I feel like i 'm hard on the church. <laughs> Um, and like like i 'm always telling them what they 're doing wrong uh instead of encouraging them to you know keep going ahead and what they 're doing, and so i don 't want to come across that way, so I guess what i 'm saying is, do what God told us to do and in, in loving him and loving our neighbor as ourself, even though we know in the end we fail at that, and that 's why he showed up for us, but that 's still what we attempt to do every time I make a comment like that, you kind of stare at me weird. I don't know if you want to punch me in the throat or like if you're green. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> it's scary. Well, I can't see
2: nothing over it's there. Scary. I'm just seeing a little screen on my side. Yeah, um, um, it's beautiful.
1: <clears throat> That's good. No, well, no, no, I believe that makes sense. And and uh, you know to 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 kind of you know start this, I I said, oh, you know, should we should we uh, back away from. Uh, helping other people and, uh, you know, focus on ourselves. Uh, the, uh, society all the time says we should be looking out for ourselves. We should be concerned about number one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that really goes against what Christ says to do. I think some people uh, may take that a little too far. Right. Uh, they will, you know, put themselves at the bottom of the list and, and uh, think that they're Serving God in that way, um, yeah. and, and it becomes very unhealthy.
0: Well, didn't you see when, when you look at all the 12 disciples following Jesus? Um, what I love about reading about them and learning about them is they all had different personalities and they all viewed their walk with Jesus differently. So, we, all of us can relate with one of them. You know, like Peter was like, he thought he was the walk of the talk, you know, like he, he had it all figured out. He was like Mr. Confidence. And he thought him and Jesus were best buds all the time. Oh yeah, and, sitting at his right hand. Yeah, and then you got James, Jesus' brother, who doubted him most of the time. You got Thomas, who was a doubter, and he, like you got all. You can go through all these disciples, and they all. You can somewhere down the line, we can all relate to one of them, and I think that's where that's where the church sits. That's where we sit. Even in this room, we all have different perspectives. Um, when we we could read one scripture and all three pull out something different. That's mm-hmm. what the beautiful thing is about god is that he reaches us all the same um but we can all come at it from a different perspective that's why it's important to study you know read the bible it's a cool book it's been written for a while we should all be in it something like that where where can someone get a copy of that of the bible can they get that on amazon yeah i mean probably rob yeah I, i haven't uh exactly looked but i'm sure it's on amazon everything else is or at a local hotel in the
1: nightstand, <laughs> yeah, do, prob- they, do they still probably. do that?
0: Yeah, probably, but you're not supposed to steal those. Oh, why not? I think there's a commandment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, In the you're Bible. not really stealing. It It says it's placed <laughs> here
1: by the Gideons, right? I mean,
0: I, who said it's placed there by the Gideons?
1: Well, all the ones at my house say that. <laughs>
0: <huh>? <laughs> oh, jeez. Are you telling? Are you actually enticing our listeners to steal Bibles from hotels? No.
1: Oh, it's not stealing, it's a gift,
0: <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> And enjoy your complimentary Bible It's like the your water, the ashtray <laughs> The towels, the, towels the, the soaps pillows, The irons
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's a complimentary
0: Note to self, do not let Rob stay in any hotels <laughs> With your name on the credit card Yeah, <clears throat> it's not going to be good Please feel free to email us or contact us About topics that maybe you want to hear more about some of the things that you'll probably email to us we will not run with because we'll probably just completely ignore them. Uh, but anyways... What Bo meant to say was please
1: email us at <laughs> lpleftovers at com. Again, that's
0: lpleftovers at gmail.com. That is so true. That is exactly what I meant to say. But thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate it very much. Join us next time. Subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe to our podcast. And then and maybe in all seriousness, one day we really will have a sponsor and we won't have to joke about it. Wait
1: a minute. We're not getting paid for this? I quit my job to do this. <laughs> yeah, And we appreciate that. Well, I... <laughs> we do appreciate you taking the time to listen to Leftovers, the living proof podcast for the stuff that didn't fit into our service. We hope you had some fun. We made you laugh, but mostly I hope we made you think.